Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I am your host, Jeff, and with me, as always, is your host, Uncle Shreddums, a.k.a. Sergio. How's it going, Sergio? <laughs> it's going great. It's it's funny that you call me Uncle Shreddums. I just changed my Twitter Twitter name again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to change it right back. We'll see. We'll see. How's it going? It's going. It's going quite quite well. Uh, well, we we we're 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 switching up a few um some scheduling here. Uh, you may notice that this this episode is about a week early. Some of you may notice it. Some of you may not care. But uh, we've decided to kind of cram an extra episode into each month so we can uh, get through the, the the Rise series before the Rise movie comes out this summer. Yeah. Uh, which we wanted to get through that without having every single episode be about a rise. So it's still going to be kind of comics TV, comics TV, how it's been going, and you're going to get your spotlights every five episodes. Uh, but but there's going to be f- three or four episodes of stuff between Rise because that's you know we're not a Rise Against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. We're a Ninja Turtles podcast. Yeah, which encompasses everything. Exactly everything. Um, let me think. Did I? Did, speaking of everything, did I get anything in the in the mail this week? Yeah, I think you did. This sure. was a it was a pretty big doozy of a mail uh, week or yeah. last week. So so yeah, this this week I got my copy of Rad Plastic in, and that book is rad. I, I know that's that's kind of on the nose, but it's is it a is it a beefy baby? It is a very beefy baby. That thing is like the size of a record. Like a, like a vinyl record in like wow. dimensions, and then it's like I, I'm not good at you know, like page assumptions, but it's it's huge, like it's thick. It's like an inch. It's like an inch thick. Man, how many pages? Again, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't look at the page number. Okay. But it's 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 a beefy baby, and it's it's got a lot of fantastic information in it. I, like I've I've barely scratched the surface when it comes to reading it, but I, I'm really looking forward to to diving into it and uh. It's really kind of got me thinking we should do an episode on just action figures. I, I'm down for that. Because uh, it, it really is scratching an itch that I didn't know I had. Uh, but I do have all the figures. <laughs> Not all of them, but I, I have a you know a big chunk of those figures. So it, it, it really makes me want to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, it's the same for me. Uh, they're in a plastic tub somewhere missing their you know, accessories, of course, as you know, of course, <laughs> um, I, I have got to get a copy of the book, um, that will be forthcoming, hopefully soon, um, and maybe in the next couple of weeks or so, I'll, I'll plan on pulling that trigger. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I think that's all that I got this week. Nope, nope, that's not true. I got, uh, off eBay, there's a dude who does, uh, like 3D printing, yeah. Uh and he he he's like just he 3D prints just logos of stuff. Uh so and did he print a Shellheads logo? No, no. <laughs> I don't think he take I don't think he takes requests. Ooh, uh, but I, but, I, but I did uh get a, a like I had already gotten a uh, like a, an an original cartoon logo like 3D printed. Yeah. And it's sitting on my my big turtle shelf. Uh and this guy was selling the like official logo from the movie, like the first movie. Oh wow! And it looks really good. It's like 
I would say about a foot wide. Let me see if I can send you a link to exactly what I bought because it looks really good. And I, I, I got to find a way to put it on my shelf and, and, and like display it with all of my, my movie turtles. Ooh. Uh, another question. Does it glow in the dark? I don't know. <laughs> that looks I, like it could, and that would be freaking epic if it did. I don't think it does because I've had the light off, you know, because conserve energy. But yeah, I've turned the light off, and I haven't seen it glowing, so I, I would I, I don't think it does. Oh, that's still nice though. Yeah, yeah, and it's big, it's it's real big. So I gotta find a find a permanent home for that thing. I think that's all I got. Um, no, I did. I I buy too much turtle stuff. Uh, I tracked eh. down a, a a gray Leonardo pop figure. Oh yeah, like like I've seen, I've seen images of those. Yeah. Well, no, this this isn't like one of the custom ones. This is uh, this is like like an official release back from when they did the original Funko Pops. Yeah. And it was like a exclusive to some store, and it was grayscale with a blue uh, bandana or a, a blue mask, and it looked cool, and I got it at a decent price. So. That's pretty sweet. Now I need to track down the other the other ones because yeah. that's who I am. Exactly, you're all in. I'm all in. All it's it's none or a ton, none or a ton. Number ten. Uh, I think that I, that I think that's it for now. You know. Well. Buy all um, stuff though. I got something in the mail uh, last week. Um, that I think I had had mentioned to you. Uh huh. Not on here. I had gotten a uh, I had gotten a message um, from a Ledsma eighty six ED. <laughs> okay. I don't know uh, the the guy's name. I think his name's Michael. And yeah, one of our one of our awesome listeners uh, who re- reached out to me because uh, I've been trying to find the NECA metalhead figure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And See, trust me, I, I heard I've heard for months about how you need the NECA uh, metalhead figure. Yeah, no. Um, and uh, he was like, "Hey, dude, I've got one." Uh, it's a little, the box is a little dinged up, you know. I was like, that doesn't matter to me. I'll take it out and put it on display, you know. Put them right next to my other metal, uh, a OG metalhead. It was either the day before or the day on that I got it in the mail that you called me out of, <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> yep. And what news did you have for me, Sergio? Hey, Jeff, I found you a NECA metalhead. <laughs> I, I literally was pulling out of the, 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 the Target parking lot. I found one in the wild. The freaking irony. <laughs> so now I've got one to uh, put on display and one to keep back um, for the collection. You're going to have an army of metalheads. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Well, uh, I, I'm glad you were finally able to track one down. Well, all thanks to my dude Michael. Thank you, my dude. We appreciate you, and thank you for listening as always. Um. Well, then I think I think that's all for updates, right? Uh, as far as that type of update, yes. Hmm. Then what kind of updates could we be talking about, Jeff? Uh. And now it's time for the news. 
good delivery on that one. I like that one. Well, Jeff, what's our first piece of news? Well, our first piece of news comes from the Super Bowl. Yeah, it does, of all places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, when I'm watching the Super Bowl, the first thing I expect is uh, for there to be Ninja Turtles on it. Exactly. Yeah. Not. Not. Yeah, not at all. Um, so th- they were very heavily promoting the 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 new Paramount Plus uh, streaming service during most of the Super Bowl, and during one of the commercials, uh, we saw a shot of Leonardo from 2K3. It wasn't like a speaking part or anything. It was it was literally just a pan over, and there he is. And the weirdest thing is, um. Okay, here's my beef. That's interesting, <laughs> but here's my beef. All right. Um, now he's standing right next to RuPaul, which yeah. is about what six feet, seven feet tall. I don't know, six feet tall maybe. Yeah, RuPaul is a, is a, is a tall, tall person. And turtles are supposed to be five feet tall. They look the same height. Yeah. Roughly. That's yeah. Come on, Paramount, get it together. Like, I don't think I can even complain about that. Maybe it was like, was it like the background a little bit and him closer, maybe? Which makes it it even worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sure whoever edited that commercial had no idea what, you know, the in-canon height of Ninja Turtles. Of course not. They're corporate. They don't know that stuff. Like, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if there wasn't, like, a nine-foot-tall SpongeBob, too. You know what? There probably is. That's scary <laughs> to think of that. Uh, so I, Paramount Plus is going to have Ninja Turtles. Now, assuming whoever edited the commercial has, you know, the correct information, uh, it'll be the 2K3 Turtles? Yeah. Which they were on another streaming service or another service you could watch for free. Uh, what was it called? There's, it's on um, what's it? Oh, what's it called? Pluto TV. And my understanding is that's owned by Viacom. Yeah. Uh, which which means that they, you know, it, it makes sense for them to just funnel all the stuff that they own onto that. Uh, the thing about Pluto TV is it's not like it's not on demand streaming. It's there's a dedicated Ninja Turtles channel that just plays 2K3 and the Nickelodeon show 24 hours a day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, while that's really, really cool, uh, CBS All Access should just have whatever they put up there available to stream. Yeah. You know, like a traditional streaming platform. Again, I, I can't find anywhere on the internet where it confirms exactly what series that is. If the commercial is to be trusted, it'll, it's 2K3. But it would yeah. not surprise me if that's wrong. Um, I guess we'll find out March 4th is when the, uh, the the new platform launches. Yeah, yeah. And and that platform is the next version of CBS All Access. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So it's fun, fun there, huh? Right? Yeah. It's another place to watch Ninja Turtles. Anywhere except physical media. Telling you, man, thing of the past. Thing nope. of the past. Nope, it still happens. Still happens. Uh, what's our other piece of news? Uh, we've got a new loot crate coming. Yes. Uh, as, as some of y'all may remember, last year they announced 
that they were doing a special Ninja Turtles loot crate, right? And it was going to be, it was going to run for like three or four months. I think it was three months. And each loot crate, or each crate, had uh, a exclusive NECA figure or two in it. And uh, they all sold out very quickly. And now all of the, the contents of those loot crates are going for um, a gazillion dollars on eBay. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Like the loot crates, I believe, are like 50 bucks a piece. Somewhere around there, 50, 60 bucks a piece. And those figures are now going for 200, 250, 300 dollars. Yeah. I Which think. is redonkulous. It is redonkulous. And don't pay scalper prices, folks. And that's where I disagree with you. Like, it's not like these are going to. Like, I don't like the idea of scalpers or scalper prices, but it's not like these are going to be available anywhere else. That's true. Like, but you have a choice. You do. You do. You don't. You don't. You, you don't. Like, you can't just pop into a Target and buy these exclusive Loot Crate figures. Well, no, that's true. But if you can find a better deal, you know, just keep searching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I doubt you're going to find them anywhere for 60 to 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of a given. With that said, there's another set of Loot Crates coming. Yeah. And uh, have you signed up yet? They are not available to be signed up for yet. Uh, the, the the day they launch is February 23rd, I believe. Don't let me lie to you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, February 23rd. Uh, yeah, it's, it's TMNT Limited Edition Series 2. Uh, launching on February 23rd with exclusive figures and collectibles. Have you signed up yet? I, I just said. February 23rd. Okay, cut that. <laughs> will, you, will you be signing up? Yeah. Well, I, one of my biggest regrets is like putting the first loot crate, one of my biggest turtle regret, regrets, is putting the first loot crate into my, my like shopping cart and then thinking, I don't need this. And then a year later going, I should have done that. You could have been sitting big time with the uh, Easter Bebop and Rocksteady. I know, right? Those those, those, those are so dumb. Um, so are. I guess <laughs> log on to LootCrate.com on February 23rd. Hopefully it doesn't crash. Hopefully you can get yours. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to be there with you. And then that does it for news. Is that all we got? Uh, yeah, kind of a light, kind of a light week. A little bit, a little bit. But it's fine. Like it's it's a short week. It's a short week. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeff. Um, now now that we uh have got news out of the way, uh, what are we talking about this week? This time, Sergio, we are covering Mirage Volume 2. Awesome. Awesome. Vol- volume 2 is a weird, it's a weird era for the Ninja Turtles. It is. Uh, technically, it still falls in our um, Phase 1, Is if we're, if we're still doing those things, you know, our, our Phase 1 Turtles. Uh, yeah. That it's stuff that's, that was owned before, before Kevin Eastman left. I think uh, it's easier that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, without really a better way to put it, uh, the follow-up to City at War. So City at War ends, and then, like, just a few months later, after the the last issue of City at War, they relaunch the book, going back to number one, 
uh, as Volume 2, and it's in color. It's supposed to be released every other month, which they did a pretty good job of being on time, at least a better job than they had before. Yeah. Uh, And instead of it being written by Eastman and Laird, uh, what they did is they decided to, to, to stop farming the book out to all you know all of the 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 guest artists and writers that they had during volume one uh and said we're going to bring this in-house uh we're going to hire a guy to do story and art uh, and we're going to kind of help him when he needs help doing you know covers and whatnot and the person they hire is the one and only jim lawson yeah uh jim lawson of course at that point was no stranger to the ninja turtles he did most of the art in City at War, uh, and I believe, it, yeah, at this point he had already done some work on the TMNT Adventures. Uh, so, like, if there maybe. was, what's that? Maybe. No, he had. This was like '93 when this came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're throwing famous names around or or names of artists and, and creators, uh, obviously Eastman and Laird are numbers one and two. If you were to uh, to assign like a like a like a number three or or a or a what what's it uh, in, in Star Trek you've you've got the number one you know got the yeah yeah the first officer like the first yeah. officer I would say is Jim Lawson yeah is that yeah. is that is that a is that a good, good safe bet yeah I think so yeah all right all right so the, these books have a similar tone. To what you would see in the the, the canon stuff from uh, Volume One, and these are technically considered canon, even though they they get kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into the, the the books themselves, we read eight of them, eight out of the thirteen uh, that were produced for this run. Uh, what did you think? Um, I mean, I, I dug some of the issues and some of the other issues. I'm like, what is what is happening right now? It's not as weird as the guest artist and 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 writers ones that we read prior. Um, That's yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going to be as weird as that. I mean, we well, well <laughs> I say that we haven't gotten to Turtle Soup yet. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, no, this, it was it was enjoyable, definitely, but a little weird at at least at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and and I, and I feel like it get, it it takes a few issues to get its footing. Uh, yeah. There's really there, there's some really cool stuff, especially w- the stuff that they do with Baxter Stockman. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we haven't heard out of Baxter since what issue? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, like it, 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 they went a while without even mentioning Baxter Stockman in the comics. Vanished into the ether. Yeah. So I guess without further ado, let's let's break these these eight issues down real quick, uh, and then get and, and and then we'll uh we'll talk some more. So issue number one, uh, the the official relaunch of the Ninja Turtles series, uh, is real weird, like probably weirder than any of the other ones that we read. Really? Well, of the of the eight that we read. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 absolutely the weirdest. It's full of a bunch of dream sequences. Like the very first scene, the very first shot is Splinter dead, 
at the ha- like at the bloody hands of a ninja turtle. It's pretty morbid. Yeah, yeah. No explanation. No no follow up. Just he's dead. Then you flip the page and he's not dead. And uh, if you remember the end of City of War, uh, Donatello and Splinter kind of went off on this, I guess, like a vision quest or something uh, while Donatello's leg uh, healed. So it opens with with them and uh, Donatello has a dream where he sees the future with like a flying car and uh, all of this means a lot, you know, to 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 both of them. Uh, Let's see. And Splinter, did he didn't he claim that what he saw him being dead was a vision? Yeah. 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 So so it's literally nothing in this book has happened yet except for the characters dreaming about the future or about things that they believe are going to come to pass. Yeah. Uh, The the next scene is with, with Casey. He has a dream about basically his evil side uh, coming to, to take shadow, which is uh, his child that he had with his, his wife from city of war who now lives with him and April. He's, he then, you know, tells April, Hey, I had this crazy dream uh, where I was, you know, where, where shadow was going to be taken. April then admits to having a dream where she was being chased by Mausers uh, and she was grabbed by uh, a version of Baxter Stockman that has wires and stuff coming out of his head. Yeah. So, so like, every different character is having a very vivid, weird f- dream about what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael, he's being chased through the sewer, or, or, or he's chasing someone through the sewer, uh, ends up coming ac- across a giant rat, like, giant rat, uh, and burst through a wall to find a Triceraton uh, who is holding Leo hostage. He then holds Raphael hostage as well, and they're both attached to these brain machines. And right as he's being stuck with some needle, it's revealed that all of that was part of a TV show that was a Michelangelo production, <laughs> and Michelangelo wakes up in a recliner and turns the TV off. It is such a bonkers way to start this series. It's no explanation, you know, any, any of that. Like if we ever get to talk to Lawson and I hope that we do, I'm like, <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> How much sleep were you going on when this was, was written and then, you know, thought up, you know? Yeah. Uh, what weird combination of pizza did you eat? Uh, <laughs> fever dream or whatever you had to, you know. Yeah, yeah. this whole issue is a fever dream. Yeah. It's as fun as of an adventure and as weird as this is, I really, really do appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. But I feel like in a series that only ends up going for 13 issues, it is a colossal waste. Yeah, I could see that. Of course, I, we haven't, I haven't read past, you know, these eight um, I know, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, when this was written, they didn't know it was only going to run for 13 issues. Right. You know, if this ended up being like a 70, 80 to 100 issue arc, this 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 first issue might actually be brilliant, and all these things may come to come to pass, and it'd be woven in and out of you know four or five different stories. That's cool. 
That right. didn't happen. That didn't happen. No. So, in retrospect, it is kind of a waste of an issue. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun either way. You got yeah. anything else for uh, for issue one of volume two? Um. Well, we have one nugget. There's a um, Triceratops in Shadow's room uh, hanging on the wall. And, of course, we all know that that is um, – Peter Laird is very fond of Triceratops, as yes. most of you know out there. Um, I didn't really see any other little nuggets here and there. Um, other, than, other than that. What, one, of the, one of the coolest things in this issue is the cover. Oh, I love the freaking cover. Uh, this the is, cover uh, is A.C. Farley. I love his stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they turned that into a poster, I believe, to sell. Yeah, yeah. Mirage yeah. sold this as a poster for a long time. Um, yeah. They still have some posters. I don't think they have this one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there are some out there still floating around somewhere. All the Mirage uh, hats are gone too, right? I think they are. I think they are. Missed that boat. Well, you only had 25 years to order one, so. Well, semantics. <laughs> uh, issue number two. Now, this one, the cover was uh, done by Peter Laird. Uh-huh. And like, I want to talk about the covers for a moment. So uh, the covers after issue one all have a very distinct style to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like they were trying to integrate more uh, computer graphics into them. Yeah. Because this one has Leonardo on the tra- top of a car, like s- slamming his uh his katana into you know into the hood of it, and in the background there's like a uh, like superimposed behind him is a giant robot thing that we'll learn what that is later. But clearly this wasn't just drawn. There were, there, yeah. there, was, there was some some layering done with with some computers, and that's cool. Like it's it's cool that they're embracing you know more uh, like newer technology at this at this point because this was early was early nineties, um, and this is kind of consistent throughout this series, at least on the covers. Yeah. Um. Let's keep it going. All right. So we open up in a what looks to be the turtles' new home. Uh, it's revealed that the turtles are living in the basement of the apartment building that uh, April and Casey now run and own uh, in New York, which we, you know, that happened in city at war, mm-hmm. uh, which it's always cool to see the next step of a story. Uh, Raphael is kind of, um, what's the word for when you're tired of, he's, he's t- tired of being cooped up. Cabin fever. Cabin fever. There you go. What you have, Jeff. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh yeah raf has cabin fever and he's just he's like i'm moving out uh there's a lot of really good brother moments here uh especially when they're talking about michelangelo journaling yeah uh cut to a government facility uh called darpa uh, darpa stands for defense and research projects Ad- project administration uh, and it's apparently it's a secret base uh in the southwest well, we see some guards, uh, you know, they're trying to guard the place because, you know, it's a secret location. They hear some noises, they go to investigate, and then they all get killed by automated guns inside the facility. 
it's revealed that those dudes are murdered by the automated guns that are controlled by Baxter Stockman at a computer somewhere in the lab. Then cut to it's revealed that Donatello and Splinter are actually living at the Northampton farmhouse, uh, the one that we are all so familiar with. Uh, a car drives up to it. Uh, someone trying to give the owners of the farmhouse some religious pamphlets. Uh, but Donatello screwed up and accidentally got, got seen from a, from a, from a, from afar. Uh, and that's why someone stopped and they were like, Hey, Hey buddy. Hey, who are you? Hey, 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 just really nosy. You know how people are when they're you know, trying to try to, trying to sell you something. Oh yeah. Cut to Leonardo. He is basically on patrol. Uh, he is chasing after this car that just did a drive by and it's the car from the cover of the book. He jumps on the, on, on the, the hood, cuts open the engine, makes it crash, uh, and then runs off. He runs, jumps on a building, jumps from building to building, and then goes to sea. And the car who did the drive-by, he killed some people. So there, there really isn't – even though he tried to intervene and, and stop things from happening, he still couldn't, and there's still bloodshed. Uh, this is really the start of, of a real existential crisis for Leo. Yeah. Um, the very last scene uh, is, is, is basically cutting to Baxter Stockman, who I'm just going to assume that this is at the DARPA facility. Mm-hmm. He's prepping himself to do some sort of medical procedure on his brain. In the background, you see a robot. In the foreground, you see a pink-nippled, Baxter Stockman with cut marks on his head or with, with, yeah, with marker marks on his head. He kind of looks like the guy from, um, uh, he kind of looks like Tyler Perry. A little he bit. does kind of look like Tyler Perry, but like buff Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Why are, I'm sorry. Why are his nipples so pink? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's Okay. I feel like I feel like whoever did the colors had never seen a black man with his shirt off. Probably. That's like it's possible. I, I don't whatever. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's just weird. Otherwise, the art's perfectly fine. Um, the question this, I have is like he's standing in front of this like sink. Right. But there's like a containment tube behind him with looks to be some kind of like genetic like genetically grown body or, or something yeah. in that. And I'm like, what the shell is that? Yeah. What's that? There's also a toxic waste con- container in the background. Like there's a lot going on in that one shot. Yeah. Um, but this, this book is a proper number one. I know it's not number one. It's number two, but it's a proper number one. I, I, yes, I, I will agree. Cause it sets up a lot of stuff. Sets a lot of, intriguing ideas in motion and it also tells you what's up with the turtles so i hear you know the question how'd you like this one jeff i i really enjoyed this one um a great deal you know because we got we got some good action beats um i love the uh, superhero landing on top of the car that leo did of course yeah um and i i love the because of course this is this is uh, the imagery's at night, and so the panel where you see him Leo stab into the engine, 
I love like the reflection on the lights and stuff like that. I, just, I love the you know the, the dynamic um, lines and everything contrast all not contrast uh, just all of it. It's just really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, kind of in like these couple of panels, you see just how acro- acrobatic like Leo is. And I was like, what is he? pulling the Air Jordan and jumping all the way. That's that's a that's a high jump to that freaking catwalk. Yeah. You know. Um so uh <laughs> I thought it was funny uh that the uh what is it the was it evangelist or whatever. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, uh wanted to uh at first, I thought, oh, he wants Donatello to watch The Guiding Light on TV? <laughs> no, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, you know, for those of you out there, ask your mom about The Guiding Light, what that is. Well, that's don't, a dated, dated reference. I think it's still around. I don't know. I don't watch TV. Um, those are lies. Um, not daytime soap TV. <laughs> Semantics. Uh, Sorry, I really like this issue a lot. Um, I do too. I the the reveal that it's Baxter doing all this is really good, considering we haven't seen Baxter in forever. Yeah. Um. Uh, this this is like prime Jim, Jim Lawson art. Oh yeah. Like I, I I don't think it gets any better than his work in in volume two. Yeah. Uh, the 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 colors that were added to it really really pop. Um. One thing that is awkward is the masks all being red. And I know that we should be used to that. However, with them all being red inside of the book, mm-hmm. it's weird. Because ah. prior to this, we had either seen them black and white or with the different colors. But not in the comic medium. If we're counting Mirage. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. prior to this comic... In the comics, whether it be Mirage or Archie, inside of the book, it was always either black and white or the different colors. Yeah. This is the time we're seeing page to page. This is the first time we're seeing page to page action with all red masks. Yeah. And it's cool. I love it. But it but it's jarring at first, especially when you're like, which turtle is that? Oh, OK. OK. Contextually yeah. speaking, that's Donatello. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. They make you they make you do a little bit of work for it. A little bit, a little bit. Um, like if they're not if they're in a scene where none of them were wearing their weapons, I was like, oh wait, Bill, you had you, you could tell by the conversation they're having their personality. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I kind of like being you know, but in black and white, you're of course like, oh, I'll wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I I like Michelangelo's journaling. I like. Raphael's decision to move out uh, like everything about this book is on point so far yeah so what nuggets do you have before we move on Baxter's nipples <laughs> <laughs> if, if we gave these episodes like uh, names like like funny names th- this episode would be episode 56 Baxter's nipples yes that's officially that's officially canon now yeah yeah. <laughs> you kids out there, ask your parents what nipples are. <laughs> uh, let's go to issue three. 
I almost spit out my water. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, the cover is done by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Hey, hey. Got hey, the hey, Dream hey. Team in there. Uh, but if you'll notice, it has the same visual style to it. Issue 3 opens uh, with a bunch of government military guys trying to break into the DARPA facility that uh, Baxter Stockman murdered those guys in last issue. Uh, they finally get in. Uh, and they find the dead corpses uh, for, that, that were murdered. They realize that it was Stockman. Uh, they then sneak up on Stockman's uh, body because when they get up to him, they notice, oh, his brain has been removed, which is a real like that is a that's a creepy panel. It's a very creepy panel. And I'm like, why would he not preserve his body in like, you know, like a containment container or something, you know? Because he doesn't need it anymore. He's got an upgrade. Well, that's true. But, you know, back up. <laughs> He's a... Well, we'll get there. Like, yeah. So his brain has been removed. His his skull is sitting on the table just conveniently. Uh, and all of these soldiers are in for a rude awakening because they're all immediately murdered by a robot who... You know, context clues tell us, hey, yo, that's Baxter. What are we calling him this time? The Mecha Stockman or the Stock, the, the Baxternator? Back, <laughs> Baxternator. Baxternator. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You, you notice, like the, the like the scalpless corpse of a uh, of Baxter has brown nipples. Yeah. What the? So, so what that tells me is that when there's life flowing through his bodies body he has pink nipples <laughs> so so that's canon now okay so uh, baxter you know takes the the only trinket that he takes from his body is his old is his glasses and he proceeds to leave cut to raphael who is going through the basement of the uh, the apartment complex uh, and he comes across a gargoyle Apparently, the turtles have tangled with a gargoyle before because it says, see the Savage Dragon crossover. We haven't gotten to that yet. So, yeah, I don't know if that gargoyle does anything else. Uh, but actually, he's not in the basement of the, the uh, apartment complex. He's in the basement of a, of, of a, of a church. So I, I think that's where he's decided to live. Yeah. Donatello, of course, is still at the, the farmhouse. Uh, and a cop shows up and just literally sneaks in he then calls it in and, and uh he realizes hey this is owned by arnold jones did you say jones he's putting two and two and two together and we'll get to that a little later all of that is going to make sense eventually yeah uh cut to the apartment complex uh, and there's two tenants who are talking about how they don't like uh two unwed people living in the basement or whatever uh, the other two turtles, Leonardo and Michelangelo, are scouting for a new home uh, in the sewers, and they come across what they find, what they deem is a perfectly good spot to, to, to live because it has access to the city's water and electricity. And Michelangelo is going to miss living with uh, Casey and April because he's really grown to like Shadow, mm -hmm. which is the kid. Mm hmm. Uh, which Shadow's only a baby here. Um, uh, spoiler alert: later in the series, we actually get to see Shadow as like a teenager and stuff. So, like oh, that, that, yeah, that that character develops, which is awesome. Uh, th they have a really 
deep conversation about like separating and growing up and and basically saying goodbye to their innocence of being a teenager and and trying to exist in this world which is cool yeah yeah like it's 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 a real funny to say real human moment for them to have uh while looking for their 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 new home uh the end of the issue is a really boss action still of baxter stockman in the desert as a robot and it's just like it's it's just that it's like the baxternator has 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 escaped the facility i'll be back i'll be baxter oh that's it that's (laughs) the name of this episode (laughs) oh yeah that that that, issue three issue three is is, is another banger like this one this one's good yeah um what are your thoughts again like you know this is another solid another solid issue um my question is, who was that giant dude that was talking to the old woman about Casey and April? Like, he's just a tenant. He's just a tenant. I mean, I thought for a minute, I'm like, well, who is that? Like, for a moment when I was reading it, I thought it might be the guy who got blown up in the uh, city of war. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it's really established who this guy is. It's just so weird. That's a mountain of a man. Yes, he is. Yeah. I love the command of colors in these issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, like it, it would be very easy for, for you to just set, just lean in for the artist to just lean into being a dark comic. It's like, oh, this this was an indie dark comic before. Let's make everything dark and we go heavy on the black on everything. And no, no, like even the the even the dark sequences. Are in like bright colors like purple and red and orange yeah it feels very pulp uh esque yeah um and yeah like when you get to them you know searching to you know for a new place and that deep conversation like you know we like you know and we've talked about this before you don't get a whole lot of character growth or personality like the being fleshed out as much Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a slow trickle. Yep. Um, so, t- so to see this kind of progression, um, you know, is is really nice and a very welcome uh, addition. Yeah, yeah. You got got to cram that into one big splash panel. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like that uh, th- that one panel on page twenty one where it's basically one shot with four different sets of the turtles. Yeah. I really like that. Really, I really, really like the comp- composition of that page. I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait a minute, why are there eight Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I was like, it's, it's just. I was like, wait, what? You know, it's just just Mikey and Leo just walking down this beautiful like overhead pan shot. Yeah. Um, which is something that I would like to see like in an animated series. Oh like, yeah see those you know just play with the camera angles and just do you know which a lot of older movies did yeah um, instead of doing close-ups but um yeah that's a really nice that's a real nice splash panel yeah uh, there's a lot of good angles in this in specifically this book um yeah. i like the speed at which this story is moving it's very well paced yeah right, right now nothing is happening too fast we're getting exactly what we need out of each issue uh as i said before I feel like 
this whole series got the short sh- shrift just because it's only 13 issues long. Yeah. Because me and you read eight and not much happens in the eight <laughs> issues we read. Right. Which is kind of a crime. Yeah. Uh, what else you got before we move on to four? Um, I think that's about it. Let me double check. No, that's about it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, issue number four. Uh, this one, the cover is also done by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. The issue opens with Baxter Stockman. L- looks like he's underwater. Yeah, that's kind of funky. Uh, and he's activating a global positioning system, uh, obviously trying to find out where where he's headed. Uh, and that's pretty much all we get from Baxter this issue. Moving on, we see a dude sneaking up on the farmhouse uh, and kind of getting a, a bird's eye view uh, and even getting out a telescope to, to find out what's going on at the farmhouse. Uh, we're, you know, we should we, 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 we have to assume this is either the cop or a cop. Because the cop that snuck in last uh, issue was very curious. Yeah. Well. And not just about the tuna casserole. That's right. That's right. Uh, obviously, Donatello being a ninja, he notices the the, the human driving up and, and you know, spying on his house. And he attacks. He's like, hey, bro, what are you doing? After, after a real short fight, uh, it's revealed that this dude is nobody. And nobody knows to find, you know, knows that something is afoot when the the house was called in as the owner being Arnold Jones. Yeah, the, that, that that's what that's what kind of brought him out there. So uh, during the conversation that him and Donatello have, it's revealed that he no longer works for the Springfield cops. Uh, nobody now lives in Northampton. It makes sense that he lives in Northampton because the original tales issue that he was in was set in Northampton. So. Yeah. You know, that makes sense to, yeah. to bring him back. He's a cool character. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Cut to Leonardo, who is still exploring the the uh, the sewers, uh, presumably to find a place to live or, you know, to see what's around the area they have chosen to live. And he comes across this big, like, chasm thing uh, that has water in the bottom of it. And he's very quickly attacked by this weird fish monster thing. Looks like, like a Zora from Legend of Zelda. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Uh, and and it, it has feminine features, so I guess we must assume that it's a lady. Uh, she makes quick work of him and attaches him to the wall with, like, this gluey honey stuff. He, yeah? He, 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 yeah, he, he wakes up attached to the wall uh, above the water, and in the water is uh, it's revealed that there's a giant tortoise that he's basically being fed to sacrifice sacrificed fed to who knows who knows he <laughs> i don't really understand this but the the moisture weakens the brick wall that he is glued to and the chunk of a chunk of wall breaks off causing him and the piece of wall to fall into the water for the turtle to eat he escapes from the wall once it hits the water, and he swims away. Uh, on his way out of the water, slashes the turtle's eye. The turtle, of course, is not defeated, and it pursues him down uh, what looks to be a cave. 
Leonardo then collapses the cave on him, effectively killing the giant tortoise that is under the city of New York. There's not much dialogue because it's just him, uh, but it, it's it it's visually a journey. Like it, it looks fantastic. It really does. The final panel of the entire comic is Leo running away from the turtle and coming across the fish lady who is clearly upset. Yeah. She is not happy that Leo has murdered the her turtle friend. Uh, and that's where it's to be continued. Mm-hmm. That was issue four, Jeff. What do you think? What do you think? Well, you know how much I love Nobody. Yep. It's a really, really fun character. kind of wish I'd gotten that 2K3 fig- action figure. Yep. Um, to kick myself over that. Um, but again, another beautiful command uh, of colors. Uh, you know, I just, I'm, oh God, I, just, I love the art in these books. Yeah, yeah, so, and it's it's aged really well. It really, really has. Like um, it's, it's it's very easy for books from the early '90s to look really old, and these just look stylized enough that they're believable. Like like if you told me this was released this year and Jim Lawson did the art, I'd be like, all right, all right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the the sparring fight with uh, between nobody and Donatello. And Donatello is like wearing, just like in the cover, he's wearing kind of like a hood cloak type thing. Uh, it's like, oh, wait, like you can't notice, you know, green arms and legs coming at you. Of course, we get those big, just nice splash pages with Leo, um, uh, you know, cave spelunking. Yep. Um, I really, I really like that. Uh, just in the sense of, you know, exploration and stuff like that. Um, instead of it being just kind of like limited to like, oh, you know, we go to this part of the sewer or that part of the sewer. I'm like, I want to know where these freaking sewers are because it is huge down there. <laughs> I mean, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that I did not see the of course. You know, I haven't read any of these. So this has been kind of a, this has been a, as, as always, it's been a treat. Um, but man, going up against freaking Gamera. Uh, you, you and your kaiju, and hey, just love some kaiju. Just, just sure, Gamera. Why not? Why not? Well, maybe, maybe his cousin. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all I have for 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 issue four. Um, again, it, we're getting the the story is just trickling, which is fine. Like I'm fine with that. I'm okay with a slow build. Uh, let's move on to issue five. This cover was done again. Peter, uh, Peter and Kevin both did the cover of this one, which you can really tell in the way that Leonardo was drawn. Yeah. On the cover of it. Uh, I'm going to flip through this one real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. The, <laughs> the book opens right where the last one left off. Uh, the, 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 the fish lady, uh, attacking Leonardo, uh, and there's there's a nice sparring fight between both of them. Uh, it's revealed that she is very very fast uh, if she can you know hang with Leonardo. Well, yeah, she's been swimming. Yeah, uh, so she she flees, uh, and Leonardo follows uh, during his uh, his pursuit. So so Leonardo trips and uh, 
he he clearly has been affected by that resin that he was glued to the wall with. Uh, and while he's laying there figuring out what's going on, it's revealed that the giant turtle is not dead. You know, I've seen too many, you know, monster movies. I know that first hit. No, they don't go down like that. <laughs> well, he bursts through the wall trying to eat Leonardo. Uh, we immediately cut away to Raphael and Michelangelo checking out the new digs that, you know, Leo uh, and Mike had chose to live, which apparently they installed a basketball hoop, and it, it's it's just a cool little underground lair. Yeah, they had plenty of time to get some stuff done. Yeah, yeah, apparently they have beers. Like, they're, they're, they're good to go, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, while they're hanging out, shooting some hoops, uh, they hear a bang, or they hear some noise, and so they, 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 they jump into action to investigate. Cut back to Leo, who is feverishly running away from the giant uh, Gamera-looking turtle chasing him. Uh, and he then has to jump down a what's, what's basically a tiny sewer pipe. Mm-hmm. That, would that be the best way to describe that? Yeah. Uh, when or, he gets to the bottom of it, there's decaying garbage, just a, just a ton of it all over the ground. That's not the Mushroom Kingdom. No, no, I'm, I can't even imagine what that s- smells like. Uh, it's super hot, super gross, super, you know, super stinky, I'm assuming. Hot in there, garbage. it's hot garbage. Uh, in there, he finds an egg, a v- rather large egg. Uh, I would say the size of uh, two. If you were holding two bowling balls, they'd be about that big. Or it's a beach ball? Uh, okay, a beach ball. Yeah, a beach ball works. Uh, the the fish lady comes in, uh, and Leo r- realizes that this is her egg, and he threatens to cut it open. She screams no, which this is the first she has spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, right as he threatens to do that, his brothers and Casey show up, and he's like, no, Leo, no, there's no need to kill it. Uh before any, anyone can say anything else, the giant turtle busts through the ceiling, crashes to the floor, and presumably dies. Uh, the, Raph and, and Mike help Leo from you know off the ground. Uh, Raph, Mike, and Casey help Leo from off the ground, uh, and the fish lady is clutching her her egg. It is safe. The turtle is dead, and the ninja turtles are going home. Mm-hmm. Zero explanation is given as to where she came from, what her backstory is, where the giant turtle came from. It's just a thing that they had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Although, didn't we get some fish people in an issue a, a good bit back? Uh, we did. We did. Could that be one of them? It's very possible. Um, the, the, the fish people in that that... that previous issue they they were all male though yeah and, and the only fe- like and the only female died did she not yeah so this is just confusing yeah well technically if i don't know if the that other book was considered canon at the time that is true yeah i i don't know i don't know you're not wrong they're very similar but i don't think we're supposed to believe that they're the same race okay could be though. Good call. Good call out. Good call out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the last shot is Baxter Stockman 
emerging from the water next to the Twin Towers in New York City. Mm-hmm. Baxter's back home, baby. That uh, Baxter takes Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, that like they are they're milking this Baxter's return as much as they possibly can, aren't they? Yeah. I love it. And it looks like the Hudson has uh, completely washed off his paint job and he's all silver now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Zero consistency there. Yeah. <laughs> um so there, there you have it. That's epi- what that's that's issue what five? Yeah, issue issue five. What you think? Again, we're just we're just moving on along, you know. Um, I I enjoyed this one as well. Um, again, the color consistency is still there, still vibrant, very nice. Um, this I mean this. They couldn't have done some of the bloodied stuff, but I think this this would have made a, a pretty good, you know, one or two episodes or maybe one episode yeah. you know, of yeah. the show. Um, although they did. Well, I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll save that for the end. But um, I, I would have liked to have seen this, you know, them them searching. I think that would have been a great like moment for television to have them kind of like facing that moment where they're like, Hey, you know, we need to, you know, Hey, we're growing up, we're splitting apart. Everybody's going their separate ways. I mean, that would have been, I would have been drawn into that. Oh, that there's, there's absolutely value in that story. Uh, that's never going to happen in one of the uh, cartoons. Yeah. Period. Uh, you know, we, we may get it in, you know, movie series or something that is targeted towards adults. We're not going to get that in a kid's show. Yeah. It'd be yeah. nice. Uh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, you're right. Like you're you're absolutely right. It's just I I I feel like Baxter becoming the robot that he is would make a fantastic movie. Yeah. Like the like the the you know first movie you have to do Shredder. Second movie Baxter absolutely could be a thing. Mm-hmm. You know. And this story is right for it because, you know, he is a formidable foe when he's a robot. Yeah. He's not just some scientist who is defenseless. Mm-hmm. Um, what nuggets do you have for issue five? Um, Casey has a mean hook shot. He does. He does. Um, there's not a whole lot of there's not really a whole lot of nuggets. Um, of course, I love that that panel of uh, the giant turtle chasing Leo. That's that's probably my favorite panel in this uh, in this issue. It's a doozy. It really is. It's very Indiana Jones esque. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raiders moment. Um, I can't help but feel sorry for the big turtle though. Like he's just hungry. He's yeah. To eat, but. You know, you could eat something else besides turtle meat. That's kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, you're a cannibal. Yeah, like that whole unexplained situation is odd to me. It's very odd because it just comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It do, they, they do no, ex, no, there's no explaining. It doesn't really affect the overarching story at all. It's just kind of there. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. Yeah. You got to fill pages somehow, right? True. True, true. Let's move on to issue six. So, issue opens. 
uh, with some nameless guy talking on a phone booth. Ta- looks speaking. Like, looks what? like Chet. <laughs> yeah, less. Yes, let's just assume this is Chet talking uh, on a on a, uh, on a phone in a phone booth, and he just gets absolutely exploded. I mean, bullets. there's guts. Well, not guts. Well, there's holes everywhere. Blood. I was just. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's revealed Baxter just just wanted to get the phone book out of that phone booth, and he instead of just asking nicely or walking up intimidatingly, he just completely blasts the guy away. And he could have destroyed the phone book in the process, but nope, it is unscathed. Yep, yep. <laughs> Made in New York City. Yeah. One of the most technologically savvy beings on the planet, and his research is done in a phone book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1993, yeah, y- y'all. 1994, I'm sorry, 94. Uh, he's He gets the uh, the phone book to obviously find someone in it. Um, cut to the Turtles. Uh, they're in. They're at Casey and April's apartment playing video games, which is cool. It's very cool. Uh, April is heading to the grocery store with a list, jumps into their old car, drives off, and then is immediately attacked by Baxter Stockman from the sewer. So that's obviously who he was looking for in the phone book, which, duh, we should have seen that coming. Uh, she's really the only person in the story that has connection to Baxter Stockman, seeing as she used to work for him. Yeah. He jumps out of the sewer, rips the door off the car, attacks her, holds her down, and pokes her with a needle. Which makes no sense to us at this point. Right, right. What does that mean? Like, why Why is... Like, he could r- literally rip her head off if he wanted to. But no, he just pokes her. Yeah. And then warns her that, you know, it's just a sample of the pain that I'm going to cause you. And then escapes back underground. Mm-hmm. Casey just happens to look outside, sees all the cops uh, pulling up because that's what happens when there's a car accident uh, and realizes that, Hey, April's in danger. And he runs immediately to, to figure out what's going on. Leo decides to stay and watch um, shadow 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 shadow. Yeah. I don't know why I was, I, I was totally, I was thinking angel, but I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Wrong character. Uh, Mikey and Raph uh, pursue, or they, they follow Casey, but they can't follow, obviously, you know, on land. They jump down into the sewer and run in the, the, the direction of the accident. Uh, they come across the hole that Baxter disappeared into, and they, uh, you know, they, 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 they investigate. Casey and April are talking to the cops. The cops are doing their report, asking about the injuries. Uh, while they're doing that, the feds show up, and they're like, this is our issue, Uh and the, the the local police are like, what? Who called you? And how did you know this happened? Which is odd for a simple car accident. It really is. That, that happens out of the blue. So they, you know, investigate her her injuries, uh, and then kind of disappear and don't give Casey and April the answers that they're looking for. Because at this point, neither of them really know what who it is or what's going on. They just know it's a giant robot. Yeah. And the feds, they drive off. Uh, Raph and Mike are now in, you know, following the sewer that Baxter escaped through. And they find that he collapsed a 
giant section of it in order to hide his escape. And that's where the issue ends. So April's attacked, and the little trickle of information is is, is consistent because we still don't quite know what everyone's or Baxter's motives are. Yeah. Issue number six. What did you think? And it's it's solid. We get some bonkers action. Yeah. Uh, or, or we get some bonkers chaos. No wait. We get some crazy chaos out of nowhere. Yep. Um. I like. I really like the slow build. It's not like it's a slog to read through. It's been enjoyable in the sense of like you're engaged. I'm like, okay, what's going on this issue? You know, like what's going to happen? What crazy? Because we've seen some craziness. We've seen a giant freaking turtle in some you know weird section of you know ancient abandoned sewers. Yeah, and a, a so-called dead splinter in the future. And I was like, what's what's going on? So you you kind of continue with that, like you know you're you're, you're I'm hooked at this point, yeah. as everybody else should be. Yeah, yeah. I, like I'm 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 digging it. Um, I f- I feel like they could have gotten to this a lot faster. Yeah, like they absolutely could have. Um, but it is very nice to see the the, the the you know Baxter and the turtles or Baxter and the turtles you know allies finally come together and the story going somewhere. Yeah. Still feel bad for Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude was just calling his mama. Like, I don't like, I don't like the way I don't like that. She, he just, she, he just poked her, you know, I feel like there are way more intimidating ways he could do to her what he needs done. Cause if I remember correctly, and, and we're not going to find out in these two issues, but he, it's easy to, 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 to believe that he implanted something in her. Yeah. You know, and just poking her and then saying, ha ha, I'm going to hurt you way worse later. It doesn't make sense. Narratively speaking right now. Okay. I'll give you that. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like if they made it more obvious that he was implanting her, I, 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 I feel like they were trying to hide the fact that she was implanting something in her. Mm-hmm. by it being a poke rather than some sort of, you know, needle in the vein or some sort of large thingy that had like, it, it could have been way more intimidating. Yeah. And if, if we assume that all he was doing was attacking her and he poked her, this is real dumb. Luckily we assume more than that. Right. Me and you, your average reader may not. Yeah, because my mind immediately went, I'm like, oh, snap, did he inject her with something? Right, right. Like, that's a, that's directly where my mind went. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's so odd. I'm going to pop out of the ground and cause all this chaos to poke you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. I, I like it, though. Like, I, I really like where this is going. Um, the, the feds, the, 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 obviously... Us readers, you know, we have to assume that that has something to do with DARPA, right? It's got yeah. to. Yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the story we get out of this. Uh, you got any nuggets before we move on to seven? There's no nuggets. No nuggets. Nuggetless. 
There's not a not a whole lot of. I mean, except for the video game stuff, I really dug that. It's just nice to see turtles play video games. It's it's cool to see them do everyday stuff. I really yeah. I really dig that. Yeah. It's like right up there with turtles and trench coats for me. <laughs> I love turtles and trench coats. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, issue seven, another cover done by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. This cover's cool. It's real cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I really dig this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number seven starts in Casey and April's apartment. Uh, they're they're tending to her poke wound. Uh, and <laughs> the, 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 the turtles show up. And <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're basically sharing intel. It's like, we didn't learn anything. Uh, obviously, what we're dealing with is a big, you know, is, 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 is quite, a, quite a destroyer. Uh, Casey looks out the window and notices a car. Uh, the next scene is that car being attacked by someone wearing a green hoodie and a mask, just just over there, you know, almost like a like a a, a masquerade mask. Yeah. <laughs> the guys are pulled out of the car very violently. Their guns are kicked out of their hands. Uh, their briefcase is stolen, popped open, and then it's revealed, hey, that was Casey. And all he wanted was the intel that the the feds had. That was the feds' car. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then returns home, sends April away to her uh, mom's house, aunt's house. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where they're going. They're, they're sending sending the, the 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 child and the mother away. Casey then walks back inside uh, to discuss plans with the turtles uh, when they see on TV that a message is being shot into the side of a skyscraper that says April. I'm coming for you tonight, which is a really audacious way to send a message. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe skywriting was too expensive. Maybe, maybe, uh, the, the, the cops show up, find the gun that's shooting the, uh, the, the, the message into the side of the building by breaking, you know, the windows. Uh, and it's remote controlled. It was it was set extremely precisely, like a a, a a regular sniper would not have been able to do it as quickly as as this thing was. No. Uh, the turtles are investigating from a nearby rooftop uh, when they come across Dun Dun Dun. Baxter Stockman is on the rooftop uh, in his robot glory, and he immediately attacks the turtles that are there, which are Leonardo, Michelangelo. And is 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 Raph there? I don't see. Yeah, Raph is there too. Yeah. So three of the four. Uh, they they they've put two and two together that this is Baxter Stockman, and he's the one who sent the message. Uh, and he's there to kill them. Uh, a an awesome fight scene then happens after that, where it's obvious that they're not able to just beat Baxter easily. Uh, Casey is of course there as well. Somehow, Raphael is strong enough to knock an entire chimney over, and it just kind of bounces off of Baxter and does no damage. I mean, so. all four of them did it in the first, and you know, the season one of the cartoon. So, yeah, yeah, it still doesn't mean any of that is possible. Well, maybe, uh, maybe the, you know, it's crap craftsmanship. No, no, it's it's still a brick wall, Jeff. Hey, turtle strength, super turtle strength. They're no, no, no. They got 
They got big muscles. Okay. Fine. I'm just saying. Moving on. Uh, the the three turtles are being trounced by Baxter Stockman when, lo and behold, Donatello and nobody show up. Oh yeah. And they're there for a throwdown to be continued. So so all, everything that we've read so far is this is the giant climax. Yeah. From from issues, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say two, <laughs> two through seven, uh, promising that issue eight will be a doozy. But before we get to issue eight, seven, what did you think? I just I'm hooked. I'm still hooked. Um, I I will tell you this: dude. the reveal that that dude was Casey and that Casey was just like screw the feds. I'm just going to steal their info. Is so boss. It's really, really cool. Like, because that's his, that's his, you know, it's April we're talking about here, you know. So you he's very much. Then your lady and the feds are in the way. Not for long, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's, we very much, I think, you know, we, we're, we're, as we were talking about character growth in a couple of issues back, we're seeing Casey kind of, you know, take more of that, you know, adult role. Um, and in in that sense of him, you know, defending, you know, his family and and keeping his family safe. So yeah. that was really really freaking cool. I was like, wait, no, that's I was like, that's got to be Casey, you know, at first right off. Um, but when he pulled that dude through the windshield, man, oh, that was so nice. It's a really really cool scene. Well, I, I'm gonna go ahead and and admit my stupidity here. I forgot that it was Casey. Really? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? What is this? Oh, oh, this is what this is. Yeah. Like, it's it's a really, really good moment. And, and it's it's just a it's it's like a reminder. It's like, oh, yeah. Remember? Remember when yeah. Casey used to bust heads? Yeah. He can still do that. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was real nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of Baxter Stockman putting the message on the side of a building. Yeah. Cause none of it really, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like if you're trying to get the attention of the turtles and you already attacked their best friend, like, do you really need to do a, to do something that is so public that to, to like to draw the turtles out, knowing the turtles aren't going to attack you in broad daylight. Depending upon where he is. It's on the side of a skyscraper. Well, yeah. And it's on the news. But he's also like a couple of buildings over. Still. And that even makes less sense. Do you know how many buildings are around a skyscraper? A lot. How how does he know which one to be on? It it doesn't hold up to much uh, scrutiny is what I'm saying. Well, I'll give you that. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, And 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 it's, it's, it's a real spectacle. So so there's that. But ultimately, it just it, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. <laughs> With that said, I like it. Yeah. I really like Robot Baxter. I do too. And like at this point, like to describe what he looks like, if for those of you that are just familiar with the 2K3 cartoon, he doesn't look like you know just a regular dude with muscles. He looks like a freaking mini Hulk with yeah. Wolverine claws. Yeah. Or at least a Wolverine, or, a, or I'm sorry, a Shredder Claw. 
Um, and he um, has, I, I don't know why, but he gave himself a juicy booty. He's got metal butt cheeks. He's got like buns of steel. Metal, metal butt cheeks. Yes. That. Sure, why not? <laughs> you know, if you can't, you know, Sergio, if you can't have bright pink nipples, you got to have big butt cheeks. <laughs> It's sacrifices, man. You just got to, yeah. It's it's such a it's a cool looking robot. It really is. I like it. Yeah. What like why why does why... <laughs> <laughs> he can't sneak up on anybody because his cheeks be clapping all over the place. <laughs> oh, that's still relevant. <laughs> Let's, do you have anything else for issue seven? You know what? That's a great place to end on that issue. All right. Well, then let's let's just dive into eight. Number eight, the the, the grand finale of what we read this the, the, for, for for this episode. Uh, issue eight, covers done by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, and it's it's a doozy. Man, it's got Baxter holding what's what, actually what looks like dropping a turtle off the side of a building. So. Let's just dive in. Issue 8 picks up where the last one left off. Donatello and Nobody, who is now in full full superhero gear, they show up from Northampton, ready to fight. And Baxter immediately just throws a chunk of wall at them. Uh, it He kind of hits Nobody, but he, he, he uh, recovers pretty quick and is able to shoot a rocket from a rocket launcher into the side of Baxter, knocking his right arm off. Uh, from there, he continues to shoot. You know, he, he, he pulls out more rockets to shoot, and Baxter takes a turtle hostage, uh, Raphael, and dangles him over the side of a building, like the cover of the book. And basically says, him, he basically says, shoot me and the turtle dies, because, of course, I'll drop him. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the turtles are regrouping because they've all just kind of been waxed. And uh, nobody is left with a decision. Do I shoot him and sacrifice the turtle or do I drop my, my weapon? He ends up dropping his weapon. A police helicopter shows up and starts shooting Baxter. Baxter, not being the honorable person you know he's not, uh, drops Raphael off the side of the building and starts shooting nobody. Nobody does an awesome backflip. Uh, to dodge the bullets, uh, and the cops continue to shoot Baxter. He jumps, grabs the police helicopter, pulls it to the ground, and it explodes, killing its an, uh, killing its pilot and co-pilot, and probably some cops on the ground. Baxter's charred robot body emerges from the wreckage. Uh, as, uh, we then cut to the turtles tr- making their way down the building, trying to find out what happened to Raphael. Uh, they decide they're going to head back to the apartment. Uh, Donatello's going to go back for Nobody and Raph. Uh, Donnie regroups with Nobody and finds out Nobody's like, I don't know what happened to him. There's no body. He's gone. <laughs> There's no body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Raph is missing, uh, and so is Baxter. Donnie's very upset, uh, and they both decide to, you know, that's, that's, that's the next... Like the next step is let's find let's find Raph. 
cut back to Baxter. His uh, his systems are failing, but not enough to kill him. Uh, he he's trying to regenerate. He, he's apparently there's some re- regeneration stuff in his his robot body. Uh, he falls over, uh, and we don't really know what the status of Baxter is. He is effectively <clears throat> out of commission for now. Cut to the final page of the entire book is Raphael strapped to a uh, like a like a science like a science table like what, what's he strapped to um, with a bunch of like nodes connected to him. So somebody has taken Raph prisoner. Yeah. And seems to be doing tests on him, but for some reason left his sigh, uh, left him armed, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense, but I understand that you kind of have to have the sigh there so you know that it's him. Right. Yeah. What a conclusion to these eight issues. I concur. That is that that is a banger of an issue. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. What what are your thoughts? It's like a, a like a '90s action movie. You got explosions, all this other just crazy madness. Um, I, I, I need more. <laughs> yeah, it, like the slow trickle of the Baxter story through the first seven issues mm-hmm. is absolutely worth it. Once once we get to this fight scene. Yeah. Um. I think my only complaint is one rocket took care of him. Yeah, but the weird... Well, okay, my complaint is you don't even see that being shot. Well, I think I, that was done on purpose, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it was done, you know, for basically for shock value. It's like, oh, oh, that's an explosion. What happened? And then you cut to where it came from, you know? Yeah. It's 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 like in TV shows when a bullet comes out of nowhere and, sh- and it hits some guy's forehead yeah. and you're like, oh, well, who was that? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, that's one of those things that you either like or you don't like. Uh, but it is definitely a trope. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that there is some closure here. Mm-hmm. Not much. But, you know, the, the, the action sequence is over. The... The, the the like the panels where Baxter is riding the helicopter to its doom are beautiful. It's very very nice, uh, nicely done splash splash pages. Yeah, yeah, and him emerging from the wreckage. Very Terminator. Very Terminator. Like the, the, like Lawson and whoever did the colors in this one, like hats off. Oh yeah. This is the, I this is the best looking book of all of them so far. Yes, uh, I, I agree. Eight. Yeah. Uh I, I like the that nobody has integrated himself into this story. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a he's such a he's a cool character that doesn't really get enough play in in the grand scheme of, of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So uh, this issue, top notch. Top notch. Yes. yes. What else you got? Not really any nuggets, um, but I do like the conversation between Donatello and Nobody, where you know it's like he's like Don's like where's Raph, and he just he starts getting angry, and Nobody just kind of like calmly like hey just just relax you know we're gonna find him, 
you know so i love i love that little moment mm-hmm. uh, between them i like you know we're we're so used to the you know the turtles and casey and splinter and april and seeing someone else on the outside that knows who they are mm-hmm. and can kind of be almost like another mentor like hey i'm a superhero hey you guys are doing your thing so i i really like to see that like hey cuz he's been through a lot of that stuff before yeah yeah it, he's so I, he's the proverbial perver- adult in the room yeah i really like to see that 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 that, that connection uh with with donatello yeah yeah he he's able to diffuse donatello's emotion yeah uh by by saying clearly he's not dead or there'd be a body is basically what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. We can't jump to any conclusions. I, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a moment of clarity that Donatello really needed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my only complaint really is just how, not how easily Baxter was, was defeated. Cause you know, the turtles really took a pounding. It's just one explosion. Like one rocket got him, one RPG. Yeah, because he, he, leading up to that, he was presented, you know, presented to be, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it, damn near unstoppable. Yeah, indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, they needed the story to go that direction, and that's fine. You know, that's that's how stories get written. Yeah. Uh, I... I hate that it's going to be a while before we follow up because I, I completely forgot what they did with Raph. I even <laughs> forgot who has him prisoner. Yeah. It's been so long since I've read these. Uh, but uh, I guess before we get out of here, uh, let I, I'm, I'm going to let listeners know that you can actually read these. Like these, these are, these were reprinted by IDW and are available pretty easily at, at you know retailers across the country you can probably get your local uh, comic shop to, to order it if not amazon uh you can probably get it through walmart.com there there's there, there these books are easy to find and read so if you want to read along with us uh or if you just have been intrigued by what we've talked about and you want to see it on paper definitely uh, check it out uh you can you, yeah. the original issues are getting kind of tough to to, to track down because of course that it is an independent comic that you know, didn't have a huge print run. Yeah. But they are out there to read. Yeah. I mean, I would encourage your local comic shop first. Well, yes, of course. Definitely. Before we get out of here, I guess I'm going to say that twice. What are your final thoughts? This, you know, apart from the first uh the first issue not really having any as a yet any connective tissue to this as much um this was this was a really solid read i really enjoyed this um a great deal beautiful splash pages just story hooked me right away um and i love a good robot story i love robots (laughs) so you know um you kind of can't go wrong with robots and you know just science fiction and horror and and all that stuff just goes hand in hand with the turtles it's just you know, it's a, it's a beautiful melting pot that I like to just see them thrown into in space. And it's all this other stuff, um, you know, thrown in because um, weirdness and turtles, that just kind of goes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that this is a worthy follow up to City at War. Because mm. that would 
be a gross overstatement. Right. But as you said, it's a solid read. Uh, it brings back the characters I want to see. Yeah. Now, there's a, a lot of growth. Of, a little bit of growth. Uh, and they, 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 they finally do something with Baxter in the comics that is interesting. You know, he only got one issue. So giving him this entire arc is really, really cool. Yeah. And like my knowledge of this was only, of course, to to 2K3, which they use some elements um, of, you know, the the robot body, like with the flamethrowers on his arms and stuff like that. Yeah. But of course, in 2K3, he's 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 very different. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the design of one of his one of his bodies is reminiscent of this one. Yeah. So so obviously there was some there was, a, you know, it's kind of homagey, I guess. Um, yeah. He's just acknowledging, hey, this isn't the first time Baxter has gone through some sort of bizarre transformation. Yeah, and they did the robot body again in uh, 2K12. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. He was inside of the robot. He was inside of the robot in the last one, too. But he was just ahead. Yeah. No, like, in 2K3, his body was destroyed, and he had become the robot. In in, in the Nickelodeon show, he was just piloting the robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But but you're right. That also is very homage-y. Because it was very reminiscent of it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I dig volume two. It doesn't get the attention it deserves. Uh, it doesn't get talked about really at all. It's kind of a footnote in the grand scheme of Ninja Turtle stuff. So I, I'm, I'm glad we're finally covering it. I am uh, too. And, and I encourage our listeners to, you know, again, go seek these issues out. Yeah. If you live in a larger market, you might be able to find the originals in back issue bins. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And that's half the fun of it, too. The, the, yeah, it's it's about the journey, yeah, <laughs> not the destination, right? Uh, Jeff, do you know what we're talking about next time? I'm assuming more Ninja Turtles. That is that is correct. <laughs> uh, we are diving into season four of the original cartoon show. Oh snap! Yep, 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 yep. So in season four, that's when they swap over from the syndicated episodes to the CBS episodes. Yes. We will not be covering that swap over quite yet. We're watching the first 10 episodes of season four, but that should be in about a week, week or two. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to fly through these episodes. So, so, so start, start a watching. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, when you're not watching Ninja Turtles, where can we find you? You can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in video games from the retro to modern era. Um, everything from Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, Neo Geo, which is probably one of our, our main staples in the arcade. Uh, King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Windjammers, all those games. Um, birthday parties, tournaments, uh, and more. Um, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, we post, uh, I, I post, of course, we're, we're still closed at the moment, but, um, you know, I post stuff from time to time uh, to engage with people and um, so on and so forth. So, uh, where can we find you, Sergio? 
realitybreached.com. You can also find all of the podcasts that we do uh, on any other podcasting platform. Like if you, if, if you found Shellheads, you can definitely find uh, the Reality Breach podcast, the Debriefing and uh, Debriefing and Cocktails podcast, uh, the, the the Jackson Spotlight, uh, the Black Pocket, Dead Scene Kids. We have all kinds of podcasts for all kinds of uh, uh, any needs that you may have. As usual, I'm going to plug Debriefing and Cocktails. That's that's really our our big project right now uh, because we're we're burning through all the the James Bond movies. So check yeah. that out. Uh, we we've we we're launching season two this week. So oh, wow. we, we 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 launched season two with what movie was it? It was uh the Spy Who Loved Me. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. That'll do it for for episode fifty six of Shellheads. Uh, since since I guess technically you're the host here, Jeff. You you, you get to close this out. I forget how we close them out. Ah. <laughs> See, it's not that easy, is it? It's not. Okay, so I guess I'm closing this out. <laughs> uh, as always, thanks for listening. I'm Jeff. I'm Sergio. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.